Talking Games Podcast. How you doing, guys? Welcome back. This is episode 81 of the Talking Games Podcast. Me, your host, the Major. We've got a special guest this week. I love this guy. It's Guru Larry Bundy Jr. Hello! <laughs> hello! I should, I should have started with hello, you. Shouldn't I? Hello, you. It's I've, I've now. missed your voice. You crack me up every time oh. you're on. Yes, I'll end up floods of tears, I guarantee it. Oh. Thank you for joining us this week, Larry, mate. It's thank you. It's been a while. Yes, thank you for paying me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was Christmas, wasn't it? Yes. It, yeah, it may have been. I've done, I done that other one where you played, uh, what's his name? Uh, that, oh, I've forgotten what that, that EA game. Getting old. We oh, played... um, oh, what was it? Yeah, you, I, I know what you're talking I can't remember the name of it now. Apex, it's Battle Le- Royale. Apex Legends, yeah. That's the one, yeah. yeah. And I kept dying over and over. Yes. Yes. Terrible, yeah. <laughs> that was terrible. That was a terrible time. I hate it. I hate it. I said, I vowed never to come on again. I still kept that promise. Well, I'm glad you're back, to be honest, because oh, it was fun listening to you. you oh, there you go. You're mad, and I love it. Oh, uh, right. Welcome back, everybody. Don't forget to check out the website, gamesinquirer.com. Uh, you find us on all socials, forward slash gamesinquirer. Uh, if you'd like to support us, find us on Patreon. The Media Hub is coming along. Uh, I did message you about this, Larry. Did you uh, manage to get my message? Uh, which one? Uh, the one about the media hub. Uh, creating. Possibly. Possibly. Oh yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes. Yes. What What was your thoughts? Without it, giving too much away. It looks quite exciting. It looks very interesting. Very exciting. What you're playing? Are you there. Are you interested in joining it? That's my question. Uh, well, <laughs> I'll be over a barrel on the bloody podcast for one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, well, I'll, I'll have to I'll look into it more on that. I need to see. I mean, I, I haven't got any podcasts of my own at the moment, so yeah. Like, I think you should do actually. You, you and Ashens would make a great podcast. Ah, well, we used to do one every year for E3, but E3's gone now, so <laughs> kind of. You should do one where you got EGX and Gamescom and stuff. So uh, who cares about EGX? It's just like a retread of other conventions, that is. So. Yeah, I, I, we went to the last one last was about two weeks ago, and I got ill like one day in, and I couldn't do it. Oh, you got cold flu, did you? Yeah, yeah, that's, I got very badly ill. That's what happens from you spending a night with Callum, though. <laughs> Boys full of germs. Anyway, uh, thank you for joining us this week. That's what you get for making out of Callum. <laughs> <laughs> He slept in my son's bed as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know where to go. Yeah, I don't know where to go with that. <laughs> anyway, starting off this week, uh, Facebook's metaverse is not going very well. Uh, oh. Their own employees aren't even using it. Apparently, Mark Zuckerberg is sending out memos to staff begging them to use the VR metaverse they created. Oh, this is hilarious. Uh, according to The Verge, uh, Horizon Worlds, which is Meta's VR Metaspace app, uh, is so dreadful. Even the people making it don't want to use it. That's hilarious. Uh, it's hilarious. According to the memos, a synocrous social media where creators are, can build engaging worlds. They basically want to make it like Second Life, uh, mm. but with Meta branding. Uh, the groundbreaking promises of a metaverse has always been obviously ambiguous. It's completely pie in the sky, but no one has ever been able to concretely say what makes it special or different. Uh, the Verge has said that they've seen internal memos from Meta uh, discuss how the VR app for the so-called metaverse uh, is so riddled with bugs, quality issues and paper cuts that it's too hard for our community to experience the magic. Uh, for many of us, we don't want to spend much time in Horizon. Uh, they're 
dashboard showed is, is pretty clear. The Verge says the VP of Metaverse, Vishal Shah, wrote a memo sent to staff last month saying, why is it that none of, nobody's joining? Why don't we love the product we've built so much we're using all our time in? Uh, simple answer is, if we don't love it, how can we expect our users to love it? <laughs> oh, the, their own staff don't want to go use their own product. I was just going to say, shouldn't that be telling them that maybe they're the problem? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> I hate Facebook, but this just feels like justice hurts, doesn't it? Hmm. Yep. Is it is available to the public yet then, or is this? No, that's the thing. Oh, okay. I mean, it's it's out in parts. It's kind of beta tested and stuff. You can access it, but it's not very good. Um, but their own staff don't want to even use it, which is. You know, it's not out in full, it is out in beta, you can get access to it, but it's kind of, <laughs> this just feels amazing, the fact that their own staff think it's that bad, they don't even want to use it themselves. Well, it's a stupid idea, isn't it? I mean, nobody, you just flick through social media on your phone when you're bored for five minutes, you don't want to get, jump into a virtual world to speak to strangers and hurl abuse <laughs> at them. I can do that with my thumb, so. <laughs> well, there's, like, there's loads of VR games on, the, on Oculus right now, but you just get yeah. abused anyway. Oh, exactly, yeah. There's a, there's apparently there was a trend last last month of people sending pictures of dog balls <laughs> <laughs> through VR space. It's hilarious. The whole the whole thing is just toxic. But anyway, yeah. sorry, what was you saying, Chloe? Uh, I was just saying that people get abused on games full stop, whether it's in VR or not. So exactly, and it's hilarious that this isn't even working. Most people don't even want to use the thing. It says a lot, uh, yeah. but. Because I mean, I then mean, I know you've uh, you've had a chat about this on uh, Twitter, Larry. But Overwatch Two, yes. Have you seen how bad it's got? I've seen pictures, people uploading pictures and stuck in a queue. Yes, Some, somebody started. They apparently they were queuing for four hours before the launch actually went, and they, as soon as they looked started, they got booted. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the launch has been ruined uh, apparently by DDoS, DDoS attacks uh, on the server um, Blizzard CEO has promised to fix the issues as quickly as possible they did try yesterday however it immediately went down again uh, Mike Yabara uh, tweeted previously uh, the company's doing its best to resolve the issues preventing players from accessing the game uh, they said uh, we're aware that some players are encountering an unexpected server issue message when Tenton sign in. This is being actively worked on. Thank you for your patience. Uh, it's obviously launched on all consoles, had an immediate <laughs> cut down because of the fact that DDoS attacks basically yeah. shut everybody out. Within minutes, nobody could get on. Uh, that lasted for an entire day. Uh, then uh, they did manage to fix some issues. Uh, Blizzard apologized and they dropped the phone number requirement, which if you're on a pay as you go phone, Anywhere in the world, you will not be able to access Overwatch 2 because you need to connect it to a contract phone, which is kind of a scummy thing to do. It's a bit stupid. Why do you want to do? Why do you need their phone number then? Well, apparently you have to now connect the phone number to your Battle.net account in order to access Overwatch. That was their big idea, mm. which what? is dumb. Uh, yeah, what's the purpose of that? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> why would you do that though? That doesn't make sense because you're stopping people before yeah. you can't afford a contract phone. From playing a free-to-play game. Well, I, 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 I use a... exactly why they've done it then, because that's their attempts at making money through the back door. <laughs> they don't want poor people playing. Scumming our game. Yeah, I know you can't fucking afford a phone. <laughs> bloody plebs playing our game. Yes. 
bloody sirs. You're, la- you're laughing, but that probably is the case. <laughs> yeah, it probably is. There's and that d- kind d- of describes people. We don't and that kind of describes Blizzard all over. <laughs> it really does. It wouldn't surprise me either. Uh, they've now dropped the phone number requirement. Uh, made multiple apologies to people who are complaining out there that this is wrong. Uh, they said, first, we want to apologise to our players. Uh, we expect the launch of Overwatch 2 to go smoothly. We hold ourselves to a higher standard and we're working hard to resolve the issues you are experiencing. Uh, Blizzard's controversial two-factor authentication system, or SMS Protect as they're calling it, uh, locks out people on pre-play plans or pay-as-you-go, uh, which will be removed for the majority of players as of yesterday. Uh, any Overwatch player with a connected Battle.net account who had to connect their phone uh, will now be able to play. Uh, he said, we remain committed to combating disruptive behaviour in Overwatch 2 accounts that we are not that are not connected to Battle.net, as well as new accounts will still have to meet SMS protect requirements. They don't exactly specify what that is. Uh, Blizzard said it's working on patching servers uh, to improve stability. However, that hasn't always been the case because it's been happening all day again today. Mm. Include an increased login reliability. Some issues have been addressed. There's more work to be done, so players should expect to see queues and experience disconnects in the short term whilst we fix this. Is it not just going to be easier for them to take it down completely while they try and fix these problems? Yeah, they've still got the servers up, but they're people are still DDoSing them and they're still doing and it's been like two, three times now. Yeah, no, that's no, that's why I'm saying, is it does it not make more sense? Yeah, just take the server right. down. Yeah, to install right. Yeah. Nobody can access it until we fix this problem. Yeah. Well, well, they should have kept Overwatch 1 open for a while, I reckon. That's what they should have done. Well, yeah, I wonder why you should they shut that game down. Yeah, what, I've done it as some kind of transition thing. Where yeah, yeah. shut the server down yeah. for the first one. So if anybody can't play 2, can still play 1. Yeah, that probably would have made more sense. But then again, yeah. that was... Well, yeah, this is Blizzard, yes. Then again, that w- I was going to say that would have been more work for them, which they can't be bothered with, which is yeah. why they've gone, no, we have to scrap one before we launch the other, and then realised, oh, wait, launch two is slowly going to... Yeah, it's, it's got... Yeah, yeah. it's failing. <laughs> we're, we're screwed here. But uh, this has got even worse, because... They're going to go straight over to Overwatch 3 next week. They <laughs> 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 have to remake the next yeah. one. Uh, Overwatch 2's chat bug Uh, There's a a serious bug With the chat uh, that is randomly Buying skins and you cannot get A refund (laughs) 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 Yeah do not use the checks Chat in Overwatch 2 On any on ever Don't use it Uh, Overwatch 2's wait times have been slightly improved And I do say slightly as of today However the game servers were down Last night uh, you may still want to wait a bit, though, if you're looking for an entirely bug-free experience, because the latest bug in Overwatch 2, which has just been found, if you continue to use the chat, the bug in the chat software will buy skins from the shop, and you are not allowed to get a refund at all. <laughs> People are apparently losing hundreds of dollars, hundreds of pounds, because the game is buying skins and items from the internal shop. <laughs> Uh, okay, that sounds like they definitely should consider taking this down. Escape <laughs> the mess. That's cool, that is. Exactly. That's why they should do the sensible thing and take the servers down completely until they've fixed these problems. Mm. Oh, um, but nobody have to buy any loot boxes then. No, the game is riddled with them as well. This is uh, uh, not surprising. <laughs> 
the game keystrokes are registered by the menu options, meaning you could navigate your way to the store and end up buying the skin whilst you're chatting with friends. So basically, <laughs> this is stupid. Whilst you're in chat, whilst you're chatting away on the keyboard, the buttons you're pressing is moving over to the store. It's opening the store menu and buying stuff while you're talking. <laughs> they have they haven't con- disconnected the chat from the act. Oh my god, the- these people! See this, make- See this makes me think. This makes me wonder whether they've done that deliberately. Mm. Apparently, this was out during the beta as well. This bug. So well, they've, they've, the not, game fi- the and they've not fixed it. Right. Well, that definitely <laughs> makes me think they've done this deliberately then, and they're just trying to make it look like a bug in order to stop people from calling them scummy. Yeah, well, this is, they're also, I mean, it's only the premium items this this chat bug is buying. Oh, that's all right then. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, this is the most expensive things on the store. That makes it perfectly, that makes it perfectly acceptable. Yeah. I've got, I've got to laugh because this is ridiculous. This is so stupid. In fact, that makes it, no, that makes my theory make even more sense. Because if yeah. it is only doing that to the premium items, they've done it because they know nobody's going to buy them. Well, forcing people to buy them. So yeah, so in order to get around that, they force people to do it. If they that that them. would that is that is a proper conspiracy theory there, Chloe. But I I'm actually tending to think this is this is Blizzard, so it wouldn't surprise me. Oh no, I know I know it is unlikely, but again, as I've said, it's Blizzard. It's on it's it's in not, their mo. Yeah, it's not entirely beyond the realms of probability. No, uh, apparently, uh, user Reddit. A Reddit user, I should say, Drak Yoshi, uh, laid out the issue directly on Reddit. He said, I was chatting with some friends while browsing the Hero Gallery when the game unexpectedly began unlocking Jumping Queen's Plutonium skin. Uh, he said he speculated the ta- text chat in the text typed into the chat is occasionally misrepresented by the game as an input for navigating the menu. Uh, they follow up with Blizzard on the support issue. There's no indication that refunds or changes are on the way. Uh, they told Kotaku Blizzard still hasn't resolved the issue, maintains it won't issue refunds for purchases made with in-game currency as far as the case is concerned. Uh, scrolling down on the thread, though, he said, my friend was a victim of this bug, accidentally purchased Kirkos legendary credits uh, for legendary for 1,900 credits whilst trying to chat. It happened to him twice. So he bought the same skin twice. <laughs> oh, my Lord. That is terrible. Blizzard needs to fix that immediately. This launch is just hilarious. It's probably the yeah. worst I've ever seen. Have you? Can you think of a new of a different one though, Larry? One that's worse than this? Not not off the top of my head. I mean, I, I'm probably looking for it, but yeah, I'm trying to think, but I can't think of anything that bad. No. Well, apparently, Activision's going to be following Overwatch's uh, idea of blocking prepaid and go phones uh, from accessing it because you will need to connect to the Activision. Uh, website before you mm. can access Modern Warfare 2. That's so stupid, yeah. And what's yeah. that got to do with not using a cell phone to do so? What? Well, because, yeah, exactly. So basically, you'll need to enter the same mobile phone requirements for Modern Warfare 2. Even though you bought the game, you have to have a, mo- a phone contract in order to play it. They're doing it so you can't like just have a burner thing. If you've got a pre, if you've got a pay as you go, you can just get throw away their SIM card and that. So it's probably like identification that it, you're a real person that you risk having your proper phone number and account used on an account that you'd be banned for for hurling. Yeah, you can just so that's, that's what it's about. Yeah. yeah, but I, I, I use pay as you go because I'm really tight. That's <laughs> 
I know it's literally there's bloody Wi-Fi everywhere. Just use that. Go on WhatsApp and just use that. That's what I do. Yeah. I've had I've, I've, I'm on the same 15 pound SIM card for about for the last three years. I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's I fair enough. I, I felt I mean, that if it wasn't for the fact that when I got the phone I've got now, I, my old one had, was completely dead. Um, the day that I got this was the day before I had a hospital. So basically needed an alarm. <laughs> so I was like, well, I should probably replace my phone now. That's fair enough. That's fair. <laughs> I've got a mobile phone contract, but I'm thinking of going back to pay as you go because I just paid a £130 bill. Oh, yeah, like I said, there's, wi- there's free Wi-Fi everywhere you go now, so there's not really much yeah. point for having an account. Just use WhatsApp. Yeah, and I don't call anyone either, so I've no oh, idea why I'm paying so yeah. much. <laughs> I don't know why I've got this contract. I mean, the only reason I bought it was for the phone initially because yeah. I needed a new phone. Yeah, that's, that's the only I reason I got the contract out. But now I'm kind of regretting it. I don't need unlimited minutes because I don't call anybody. No, so I'm like that. I, well, I only got could, my phone. Although, to be fair, you could just go down the SIM only contract route, which isn't yeah. nearly as expensive as one connected to it. Yeah. yeah, I'm paying about 60 quid a month just for my phone. Oh. Which yeah. is a bit. And that's, not- that includes an account. That includes an account, yeah. Oh, okay. So it's like £30 for the phone, £30 for the... Oh, no, no, no. £70 for my line rental, £60 for the phone. Jesus. Yeah. It's a lot. (laughs) It's a lot of money. And they offer me a laptop as well, but I only pay 300 quid. (laughs) We've got you an arm job for that sort of price. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Why? (laughs) 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 Yeah. There's somebody message the wife and ask her. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, you will have to connect a mo- apparently a mobile phone number to your account uh, in order to access Modern Warfare 2. Uh, if you're playing on PC or consoles, even if you bought the game, you still have to connect your phone contract. No, they're not learning from. They're not learning the mistakes uh, at all. This is just another stupid idea from Activision. Um, makes you wonder if they're going to keep doing this stupid shit when Microsoft buys them out. Well, this is a that's that's a good transition actually. Thank you, Larry, for that. Oh, there you go. Then. <laughs> uh, Brazilian regulator has confirmed uh, they have approved Microsoft's proposed deal with Activision. Uh, they are the second country to do so behind Saudi Arabia. Uh, the next <laughs> one will be the US next and Canada, uh, followed by the UK next year. Uh, Brazil's regulator said Sony should compete. With call without Call of Duty like Nintendo does because Nintendo doesn't have Call of Duty on their platform. Uh, the Brazilian Administrative Council for Economic Defense, also known as CADE, said it, it believes PlayStation could still be competitive with Xbox even if Call of Duty were to become exclusive to Microsoft's platform. Uh, the company, uh, the country's competition watchdog, said it approved Microsoft's proposed but proposed merger with Activision with no restrictions, explaining its reasoning. They said. It appeared to imply that Sony can have little reason to complain about potential exclusivity, given that exclusive content played a role in PlayStation's success. Sorry, bang on. That's exactly right. Uh, investment in exclusive content is and always has been very important for the competitive dynamics in the console segment. A lot of jargon. Uh, exclusive content was like most likely one of the main factors responsible for positioning PlayStation as a leader in the console market for more than two decades, a leadership that continues to this day. It also claimed that the deal eventually resulted in PlayStation losing access to Call of Duty and other Activision Blizzard content. Sony would still have the means to remain competitive, as Nintendo has managed to do without having the FPS series on its console. 
the acquisition of the publisher such as Activision Blizzard, considering the risk of the company's content becoming exclusive to Xbox, it is likely that the eventual conclusion of the transaction will give Microsoft a considerable competitive advantage in the console sector. Even so, K does not see that much of an advantage representing a risk of closing the market for current competitors because Nintendo does not rely on content from Activision Blizzard. Bang on. I could just re-release The Last of Us again, make money exactly. off that. Yeah. Well, they, yeah. And you, you did say this on Twitter, and we did quote you last week on the podcast. Um, SOCOM, Medal of Honor, they've got plenty of games. Yeah, SOCOM, they Medal of Honor, Haze, Killzone, yeah. Resistance they got loads and loads of... And, they, and I said they can even ask EA to make an exclusive Medal of Honor because Medal of Honor is just EA's Call of Duty now. Yes, yeah, and play, PlayStation still have contracts on that. Yeah. So they can easily just bring out... Revamp. Oh, the, only, the only reason they're, they're worried about this is because they spent the last 10 years hyping Call of Duty. Yeah, they had like a month exclusive on new maps and stuff like that. But yeah. I don't think Microsoft is going to not make it exclusive yet. Because no. this Activision deal cost them $64 billion. <clears throat> yeah. And if they expect to come back from their users on Game Pass, they've got 25 million subscribers at the moment. So to pay back that, just to break even on the Activision deal, each of those 25 million subscribers will need to stay subscribed to Game Pass for the next 230 years. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I don't think I'll be that interested in games by that time. So. <laughs> yeah. You'll not see my corpse still playing yeah, downloading yeah. Call of Duty. No, probably, yeah, I'll probably still be doing that. They're trying to access my credit card, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> probably. Yeah. Play to the your only, dead. The only thing the new, pa- like, new clothing. Yeah. The only thing I don't particularly like about this, though, is the fact that I'm not sure using Nintendo as a comparison is the fairest well, to go about it, considering that Nintendo consoles are not designed for games. No, but the, the, the reason for that is... <laughs> Nintendo <laughs> consoles are not designed for games. Is that your quote, Chloe, is it? <laughs> that is not what I said. That is not what I said. If that cut... What I said was they're not designed for games as as powerful as Call of Duty. Well, no, because they, they don't license third-party games for big publishers. They license games from publishers who work with Nintendo or have worked with Nintendo for years, like the Antic, for example. They focus on the games that will work on their system. They're not going to be... They don't go out to, like... No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, the they reason, don't, they don't have... Saying, they, the reason why using Nintendo as a comparison doesn't work is because their systems can't support games like Call of Duty. Yeah, but that, that that's still they're still extremely popular. Nintendo Switch for the entirety of last year was the most sold console. Probably because it's the cheapest out of Maybe because they keep replacing them for the drifting joy cut sticks, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> keep forcing people to buy a new one every time yeah. the Joy Con breaks. Oh that yeah. Nintendo fanboys are so bloody you know, it, look, this one comes in a different colour. Let's get it. <laughs> we need that one as well. Yeah, this is a slight <laughs> different shade of blue. <laughs> it's, it's, it's got a slightly better drift. <laughs> yeah, slightly less, yeah. Uh, it's a brand new box. You need to buy another 500. I, I mean, I must, I'm, I'm stupid. I did buy the bloody OLED one and then thought, oh, I only played a thing on the telly anyhow. What was the point of me doing that? Yes, <laughs> 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 that was a good console. 
Uh, yeah, I, 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 Nintendo is still very, very competitive. They still have a very good market. Their game's always in the top 10. They've, I think last year and the year before, they spent about seven months in the box chart for the most bought game. So they're in the official top 20 chart, they were number one for like seven months straight. They're still one of the best. They're still extremely competitive against Xbox and PlayStation. Oh, yeah. Well, you, you've never seen Nintendo, Mar- Mario and Zelda games. They never go down in price, do they? No. The shops. They, they, they never drop prices. No. Anything. anything, they go up. So. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Uh, so report are. concludes that K-Drive was determined where the acquisition was going to be damaging in competition. Uh, not to consider only PlayStation's concerns, that is opinion, this wouldn't be the case. In a port to highlight that the current central objective of Cade's activities is the protection of competition. Uh, in this sense, it is recognised that some PlayStation users could decide to mitigate to Xbox, especially if Call of Duty becomes exclusive. But however, they do not believe that this is a possibility uh, in itself, a risk competition in the mar- market as a whole. Uh, this is one of the main reasons why they've agreed to finalise the deal. Uh, the next one will be the EU and America and Canada. Uh, do you well, think it's always going to go through? Uh, we're not till March of next year. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think we'll go through. I don't think there's much of a problem. No. You know that that what's his name guy? Didn't he have to moan about it? Yeah. Said, oh that? no! Um, the, the the guy in charge of Sony. Go, oh, oh Jim Ryan. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't want his exclusives. This is what we're going to bring putting Spider Man on the Xbox. So, <laughs> well, to be fair, he has he's this is an article I am writing about this, and I did want to do a video about this later on. But this is the reason I think Sony should fire Jim Ryan because he's more focused on this than actually making PlayStation better. Uh, he did go to the flight to the EU on his own private plane uninvited turn up at the eu offices mm. and, and beg them not to let the deal go through okay yeah so desperate Did you talk about that on the podcast last week or am i making that up i think that was last week yeah 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 the news didn't come out till last last week but he, that was the september 8th he went to the eu and begged them to uh, to block the deal He's such, he's such a bitch. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, rivals have asked, obviously, for feedback on this and the Xbox deal. EU sent out a questionnaire to PlayStation, Nintendo, and others. Uh, the European Commission has begun seeking feedback on the deal, according to a leaked document obtained by Reuters. Antitrust regulators have sent out a questionnaire with 100 questions to game developers, publishers and distributors who will be impacted. Uh, Microsoft officially filed his case for the EU last Friday. Uh, the Commissioner sent a provisional deadline on November 8th, so to next month from today, uh, to clear the transaction or choose to enter a second more detailed phase. Uh, the question reportedly asked whether Microsoft be incentivized to block competitors' access to Activision Blizzard, uh, including Call of Duty, Diablo, and Overwatch, in order to boost its standing in both the console and PC spaces. Uh, it's important to ask how the Call of Duty franchise is for distributors of console games and providers of game subscription and cloud game streaming services. The only people that I'd see would have an issue with it would be PlayStation. Yeah. It's just me. I don't see any other publishers who will be like, oh, no, we can't let this happen. It's going to ruin it. No, they probably don't like Microsoft being chummy with Nintendo now either. I don't no, know. I mean, I, I think that Nintendo is looking at Microsoft because they want to start working on something. I think there is, because you've obviously got Mario and Rabbids, which is Ubisoft, but this Nintendo seems willing to work with other publishers on different things and have crossovers. And yeah, I mean, you've got Goldeneye coming out soon as well. Yeah, 
So you've got you. There's, Nintendo is very pally with everybody. Is if it benefits them, yeah. PlayStation not so much. Yeah, they're, they're the ones who dragged their heels about the old cross-platform thing a couple of years ago as well. They were the yeah. ones refusing to do it. Yeah, and it was, that was Xbox actually approaching people to work for them. So yeah. they, there wouldn't have been an issue with Call of Duty if they'd done that. Yeah. Anything to add, Chloe? <laughs> you got very yeah. quiet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's really from Nintendo is at the right yeah. for games. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? No uh, Activision Blizzard obviously has 361 million monthly users as a last count in August. The FTC, uh, according to the FTC, EU regulators are keen to examine whether its collection of consumer data would give Microsoft a competitive advantage. Uh, this is obviously going to back up the EU probe. It will be a lengthy one. Well, it said the commission expects to launch a four-month phase two investigation following its initial ruling in November. Uh, the UK CMA uh, set a deadline on March 1st, 2023 to publish the findings. Uh, this week, obviously, Brazil, uh, their economic defense ministry council people, CAID, said it approved the merger. Second country to do so behind Saudi Arabia, which is surprising. I don't think Saudi Arabia is jumping on that. Why not? Yeah, why not, you racist? <laughs> well, let's, let's be honest. Saudi Arabia, if it affects them in any way, they're very keen to, to destroy Well, they're, they're getting into gaming now, aren't they? They've got their Saudi yeah. Freak Zones. SNK. I'm still trying to figure out who they're trying to buy. Hmm. I still don't know who they're trying to buy. Because they said $13 billion. I've been through every... I'm still trying to piece this together. I don't know who exactly they're going to be targeting. I still think Capcom USA and Ubisoft would be the most likely, but... Well, they bought SNK already, so... Yeah. I mean, they could look... I don't think they go for another Japanese developer. I think they're looking for it in the West. Somewhere in the oh, West. Maybe it's EA. America. Maybe EA. EA's 38 billion. Oh, okay. They market cap. They could buy half of it, so... Yeah, they would, they would only be able to afford pop, not even half, I don't think. So it's, it's still up in the air. I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, but moving on, Babylon's Fall. Do you remember that game? One yes. of the worst live service games that I've ever seen. Ah. Uh, Platinum CEO has broken his silence and said he's extremely sorry. Well, give me a refund then. Yes. <laughs> I, I thankfully did not buy it. I, was, I, I bought it last week for a fiver. So, it, oh, just yeah. out of curiosity just out of curiosity yeah what's it like now i haven't played it yet i just wanted the box no oh. <laughs> <laughs> i just <laughs> you just wanted to buy the box no it just looks like yeah i just it just i just want to have a look at it sometime just out of curiosity and that but releasing it the same week as elden ring probably wasn't the smartest idea either no, no that was pretty uh, stupid planning yeah uh, it was widely panned by critics when it launched in March. Uh, struggled to attract any audience ever since. Uh, Square Enix confirmed the game will officially end service in February of next year, which is less than a year after it released. Uh, Platinum well, it came, out, to, uh, came out in February, didn't it? January or February? It came out in February, yeah. So it's, it's even it's a year. Yeah. Li- literally a year, and it will be gone. Uh, Atushi, Atushi, Atushi. I can't say his name. Bless you. Inaba. Thank you. CEO <laughs> <laughs> uh, Atushi Inaba. I don't think that's his name. But I'm going to say it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it might be at sushi. I don't know. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've commented publicly for the first time since the closure news, stating that the studio and him was extremely sorry for any disappointment it might have caused uh, to its fans. Anaba. 
uh, claimed that restrictions around the publishing arrangement prevented him from commenting in detail. However, he claimed that Platinum had learned from the experience and insisted it hadn't altered the Bayonetta Studio series to make more live games in the future. Firstly, the important thing I want to note is we're not able to comment on certain areas of game development with our partners, and that's one of the reasons we're not fond of our current situation that only limits us to game development. To be honest with you, in terms of any concrete reasons, all the process that led to the conclusion of the title, you'd have to go ahead and ask Square Enix about the details, unfortunately. They're that's... not having a good year, Square Enix, are they? No. They're definitely not winning Publisher of the Year, let's put it that no. way. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're not having win. a very good they're, time. They're they don't really own happen. anything now, either. Well, I, don't, I lost all the IDOS games, like yep. Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, stuff like that. Yeah, I apparently they, they've, say... they've bought NFTs as well. That was one yeah, NFT, brilliant. Or an NFT Why? last week. Why? And, and I don't well, know. That's, sold... What sold, that's what I sold Tomb Raider and Deus Ex for the money to put into investing NFT. NFTs. Yeah. Which is completely flopped, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the company's pretty much dead in the water at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Might, might be on course for winning worst publisher of the year. Well, we don't have that award. So, I mean, we do have worst game of the year. That could be the uh, Babylon's Fall could well be up there with, with uh, worst publisher of the year. I don't know. Saints Row's pretty hard contender there. Mm. I mean, Saints Row is pretty awful. I did say that. I did, <laughs> we did do a review of that. It's really oh, bad. Saints boring as hell. Yeah. So boring. Well, like, I've I've been, I've been trying to play it, and it just keeps crashing all the time on low on bloody cutscenes and that. And then you have to do the entire mission again. It was driving me nuts. So I just gave yeah. up. Wait I've had that. Back. I've had that issue as well. There's so many bugs with that. Like my guy's face keeps stretching out. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like somebody's grabbing his cheeks, like just stretching his face out. It's terrible. Oh. The game is broken, and it's not even look. It doesn't even play remotely like the original three as well. No, like, it, and it feels like an Xbox 360 game as well. It looks exactly. like one. Yeah. It looks like one. Yeah. Graphics are terrible. Uh, but Platinum has made little secret of his ambitions to add live services games to its future. Uh, they said... They it worked experience. so well last time. Yeah, it worked so well. They said they were they have ambition to add more live service games. Yeah. I don't know why you'd want to. Money! <laughs> for, for the game to completely be cancelled within six yeah. months it's a great idea yeah but they don't care as long as they get the money out of it first they'll just make out like they, they'll just make yeah, out it's not like, like Square Enix is a, it has a load of money anymore because they don't really have any games or studios or staff is it the, the, Steam, the, the Steam version of a peak number of players last week of one <laughs> that is actually true. I yeah, think they had one worked. or two people playing Babylon's Fall on Steam. That has to be one of the worst games ever made, seriously. I don't know how they managed to make the worst game ever, but congratulations to Platinum. Uh, he also <laughs> picked, uh, apparently, Babylon's Fall hasn't changed its plans at all. He did reiterate at all uh, some of the learns it will take into the future, such as focusing more on the core game mechanics of these projects. You also appear to imply that splitting the workload on such titles with an external company, as Platinum did with Square Enix, was not something he was necessarily keen to try again. There's a reason we learned from this experience, and it's not changed our future plans. Live service games are definitely something we want to do and put our effort in moving forward. There are two pillars, so to speak, that we can look at internally from our development studios, that being people within the same company. The first is just the sheer fun and the core game mechanics that you have in the live service and secondly, performing the live service itself. What? <laughs> that sounds remotely wrong, doesn't it? Marvellous. The best, the best thing about it is performing the live service itself. 
Sound like, that sounds like a pip move, that does. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, I mean, one of these is valued over the other if they're not connected, blah, blah, blah. He goes on. It's just a load of drivel. The game is broken. It's one of the worst games ever made. Uh, I don't understand why he even did this interview. Yes, you're sorry, but you're not really proving yourself to be actually sorry, are you? Yeah, you're not doing anything about it, are you? No, yeah. he's, still, he's still backing up everything he said. You're not also, really good at making live service. Don't try it. Also, <laughs> another question. Yeah. Why are they waiting till, was it February they said? The February next year, yeah. So why for, are they for the waiting? one person that's playing. <laughs> why are they waiting until February next year instead of just doing it now? Because they have to shut down all the servers and end what, and, that, and, and that takes three and a half months. I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know how you would shut down a live service game. I know you obviously have to cut ties and end contracts and stuff, and they probably have it up till February. The licensing they currently got with, with the server company, so they're just going to keep the server running until keep then. It running until then, because otherwise they're losing money. Yeah. Anyway, uh, speaking of Square Enix, last up before we jump into deals of the week, uh, Final Fantasy fourteen hacks are happening. Uh, accounts are being targeted by hackers this week. Uh, Square Enix has urged players playing Final Fantasy fourteen to be extremely vigilant about your current account security after revealing it currently under, went under an attack by hackers. Same with 2K, by the way. Well, I did get an email this week. 2K accounts were hacked. Somebody stole my account name. Thankfully, they didn't get my password, but they got my game username and everything, apart from my password and financial details. That's the one thing I'm happy about, but they got everything else. Uh, so if you're on any 2K games, including 2K23 NBA game or the PGA Tour or WWE, just be very careful. Uh, and a blog post, Square Enix revealed that it's currently experiencing an attack by a third party as attempting to gain access to the account management system after using a combination of emails and passwords that appear to have been obtained from other online services of other companies. Uh, to protect any unwanted account breaches, Square Enix is suggesting you change your password immediately. This is becoming more and more prevalent. Uh, that obviously includes 2K as well, so the hackers are still about. Your, uh, are you on any 2K games, Larry? Uh, no, I don't think I am. I'm playing. I'm bought into WWE game since Battlegrounds, and I thought that was terrible. Oh, this, but, this new ones that is meh. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm like, I'm looking seeing how the AEW games can be faring. Really, to be honest, yeah. I'm hoping to get a review copy. I might, I might name drop you to see if I. Oh, get... okay. Oh, that'd be nice. Thank <laughs> you. I'll see if we can get two, and I'll play you in a match on stream. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I've never lost a wrestling game match, by the way, ever. Oh. <laughs> Not in the last 20 years, but we'll see. Anyway, uh, speaking of that, roll the thing for Deals of the Week. Deals of the Week. With Larry Bundy Jr. Yes. Exciting Deals of the Week. <laughs> Here we see Larry Bundy Jr. about to read some Deals of the Week. Larry Bundy Jr. Go upstairs, and- Deals of the Week. <laughs> <laughs> Are you looking to start a podcast? Sign up with Podbean. Voted the number one online podcast app by people like you. And it's you. Use our promo code podbean.com slash gamesinquirer. That's capital G and capital E. I get your first month completely free. It's easy to use. You can record right on the app. No mess, no fuss. Sign up today and get your first month free on us. And it helps us out too. What are you waiting for? Join the number one podcast app on the internet 
with promo link podbean.com forward slash games inquirer. Starting this week, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Carol Bunglish collection. You can get that on Amazon right now. Free posting and packaging, $25.95. Uh, that deal will be lasting until the end of the week. Uh, you can find GTA 5 right now, premium edition at Curry's, uh, in store for £7.97. It could Amazing be Amazing savings! Yeah, so the game has been out nearly eight years! Yes, ten years old game, <laughs> £7. <laughs> oh, it makes me cough loud. Uh, Xbox Game Pass, three month subscription right now. You can get Xbox Live Key. Use a VPN from Turkey. Go to a Nebo and get it for £8.88. You need the VPN set to Turkey, though, and please make sure it's set to Turkey. Uh, Xbox Game Pass has added multiple subscriptions this week, including Persona 4 and Persona, Persona 3 Portable. That deal has started uh, last... Well, actually, that deal starts 19th of next year. Uh, keep an eye on that. The release will be going to PSP, apparently, as well. Uh, Death Squared, Nintendo Switch right now in the eShop, is 92% off. It's currently 95p down from £12. There's definitely a deal worth grabbing if you're on the new shop. Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey Ultimate Edition with a base game and season pass uh, and includes Assassin's Creed 3. You can get that with an Argentina key by going to an eBay for £7.59. Use the code HOTUKDEALS, all in caps, HOTUKDEALS. Get that for £7.59. That is two games with the Ultimate Edition and the Season Pass. Uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderland right now at Argos is £20, free click and collect. Yeah, that's on Xbox One and Series X. You can also find Elden Ring on PS4 right now, based for 38.85. That is about 40% off, roughly. Uh, Rock Band 4 uh, is out right now. Uh, you can find that on the Xbox Store. It's free to keep with the Rock Band Rivals expansion pack. Uh, you can find that right now for free on Xbox. Uh, Metroid Dread Nintendo Switch right now in Asda is just £10 in store. You need to specifically in Swindon West. It looks like it's going to be all over the country, though, so definitely go check your local Swindon Asda. Swindon Savings! <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla right now at Amazon is 32% off. You can find that for £15, down from 22 uh, that deal will last until Friday. Grab it quickly if you can. Uh, Watch Dogs Legion right now has a £3 off Watch Dogs Legion at Amazon. Uh, that is on PS4 and PS5. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla on Xbox, mind you, still £35 off as yeah. well. Before I forget that, is on both consoles. Uh, WarioWare, get it together right now on Nintendo Switch, is £3 off. You find that Amazon with free postage and packaging. Uh, you can also find free play days for Xbox Live Gold members. Uh, that deal is expiring on the 11th, so you need to be a Xbox Live Gold member. You get Fallout 76, Outcast, and Lawnmower Simulator for free for the entire week. Uh, that deal is expiring the 11th. And last but not least, though, Motorsport Manager right now on Steam is just £2.99. That comes with a complete bundle. It's usually £15, so you're getting about £12 off. And that is all for your deals of the week. Amazing savings! <laughs> you should do some ads, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Crocky. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so I'm still trying to practice my Steve Irwin impression. Ah, oh, I'm dead. Anyway. Ah. Oh. <laughs> Amazing savings for Steve Irwin impressions. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Val. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! He was murdered by a fish. Uh, a stinger, actually. Oh, it's a fish. Is it too early? Is that too? Is that too early to say make Steve Irwin jokes? Anyway, uh, Valve is stated Steam Deck. You can now be bought without reservations. You know, you need to be in the queue to get one. Uh, the docking station is also now available. Uh, users can buy one directly from the website without having to place a reservation. 
uh, starting from yesterday. Uh, the company also announced the docking station is also available from today. Uh, the docking station alone costs £80 or $90. can be used to display the Steam Deck on TV, obviously, like the Switch. Uh, stressed in the FAQ, though, docking station isn't the only way to display games on the screen. There is a number of other third-party USB-C docks compatible as well. It added that Steam Decks are in stock now, could temporarily sell out again in the future. So best get one as quickly as possible. They said we are doing our best to keep Steam Decks in stock. Have you managed to pick one up, Larry? I have, yes. Oh, you got a Steam Deck? I'm still debating whether to get one. Oh, okay. They're very, very good. They are very good. I mean, it's pretty much like a PC Switch, really. Mm. Well, there, there was a someone who accidentally at Valve uh, leaked to the fact that you can launch a Nintendo Switch emulator. Yes, and Valve pulled it off the YouTube when they found out. Uh, Valve pulled the Steam Deck trailer off YouTube after fans spotted Nintendo Switch was running on Steam Deck. A recent Steam Deck video briefly showed an icon for Nintendo Switch emulator, Yuzu, indicating even Valve employees are emulating Switch games. <laughs> That's a very stupid decision, isn't it? <laughs> Let's break copyright. Uh, in the same video announcing the official dock, uh, the Steam Decks are obviously now available without reservation. Viewers noticed that Yuzu appeared in the list of recently played games and they've put on the particular deck. Uh, video has been taken down and replaced. Uh, the internet was sure to capture screenshots, obviously, before that happened. Uh, which of course, because it's the internet. The... Mm-hmm. What's that? I said, of course they did, because it's people on the internet. Yeah, <laughs> nothing really leaves the internet. Uh, it's uncure, unclear, unclear, unclear what prompted the video's replacement, obviously. Uh, they're breaking copyright <laughs> by showing them later on. That's a very stupid thing to do, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Japanese, speaking of Japan, uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet trailer seemingly removes five unannounced Pokemon from the game. Uh, from the newer version of the game, that has seemingly been removed. Uh, a new trailer for the upcoming Switch RPGs was released on Thursday. Fans quickly noticed it noticed a number of Pokemon that had been announced or had been seen that have yet to be announced. Those Pokemon have now been removed. Uh, later, when the Japanese version of the trailer was released, uh, these Pokemon were again missing. Uh, these video also features an improved frame rate and lighting effects. Are you looking forward to the new Pokemon, Larry? No. Why not? I I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not fucking six, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be a lot of Nintendo Switch players who are yeah. very angry with you. <laughs> <laughs> My ex being one I'm of not them. Oh. Well, I, no, I, play po- I play Pokemon only for the simple fact there isn't a lot of games on Nintendo Switch I can afford right now because they're about $70, $80 each. Mm. Oh, you know what I, you're I, got, I got the Switch game free from Nintendo, so... Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've still got it. Um, but yeah, uh, you're going to have a lot of uh, Nintendo Switch players. Very unhappy with you right now. Oh. Uh, Spy by Austin John plays on Twitter. None of the unannounced Pokemon appear in the Japanese version of the trailer. Also pointing out the Japanese trailer seems to have better lighting effects and run at a better frame rate. Uh, if you are a Nintendo Switch fan, uh, apparently they're still going to include people like uh, Pokemon like Fairy Giraffe, uh, which is an evolution of the Giraffe one, uh, as that debuted in gold and silver. Uh, they have also announced that there's going to be two other new Pokemon that will be arriving in the next Scarlet and Violet that haven't been seen before. So that's in, that's, uh, if you are a Pokemon fan, uh, that's something to keep an eye on. Speaking of Pokemon on Splatoon, Splatfest is coming in November. Please tell me you play Splatoon, Larry. I've got the third one, but I haven't got around to playing it yet. Oh, well, I'm going to have to jump on the game with you. Yes. 
I know you haven't friended me on Xbox, though. I'm very offended. Sorry? You haven't friended me on Xbox. I didn't know you sent me a friend's request. Yes, I'm following you on Xbox. Oh, okay. You don't follow anybody, though, do you? I don't think so, no. No. I I, I would very much like to be the first. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I want to feel special. Uh, You will be very disappointed if you don't. Yes. I will be very heartbroken. Uh, Splatoon and Pokemon Splatfest is coming in November. Uh, the event will celebrate the release of Scarlet and Violet. There is going to be a crossover. Uh, I know that Callum's probably be on this. I'm not going to say Shinobi's not here anymore. Uh, but uh, Splatoon will be held at a run-up to the release on November 18th. So you can do a crossover with uh, Pokemon in Splatoon, uh, which will be held in Splatoon 3 from the 12th to the 14th of next month. Uh, that's an official announcement on the Nintendo Switch Twitter account. Uh, I might jump in. I haven't played Splatoon in a long time, but I might jump in. Uh, Crash Bandicoot one but I want to quickly touch on this before we jump into some music because it's going to be a short one this week. Uh, Crash Bandicoot announcement has teams for the Game Awards via Wumpa Pizza. What the hell is Wumpa Pizza? What? Yeah. Uh, there's going to be a new Crash Bandicoot game that's going to be announced at the Game Awards this year. Ooh, exciting. That's I'm cool. looking forward to that one. Yes. Influencers have been apparently receiving gifts promoting the upcoming Steam release of Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. Uh, the gift looks like a pizza box labelled Crash 4's October 18th PC release date. Uh, but a small detail tucked away on the box is to be teasing an additional announcement. Uh, a little message teasing a new Wumpa pizza available for $12.08. Uh, the price happens to be the same date as this year's Game Awards, which takes place December 8th. December 8th. Let's just let let's just uh, let's don't nobody tell them that. Also, uh, we do it the other way around, so it would be eighty pounds and twelve p if it was in the UK. Sorry, major to cut you off there, but nobody does dates the same way we. So everyone in Europe does. Huh? Everyone in Europe does. We we all do it yeah. day then the month. Oh, so it's just America that. Are... Yes, because they're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need to I know mean... which way to walk. Sidewalk. Yes. Fans have been speculating the new Crash game. Uh, referred to online as Wampa League is in the works. Uh, developer Toys for Bob has been teasing a new game earlier this year. It's really lending credit to the online speculation. Uh, the revived Crash Bandicoot with It's About Time, uh, which has been extremely well perceived. Uh, by Naughty Dog, it was created by Naughty Dog. Uh, for Toys for Bob has been helping with Call of Duty along with seemingly other Activision games. Uh, the team is also working on something for itself. Many believe it's a new Crash game. We'll obviously have to wait till the Game Awards to find out. Oh, I really want to see what the Game Awards has to offer this year because Summer Games Fest for me was very, very good. I think it's probably the best announcement area. Uh, I'm not going to say Gamescom because it wasn't really... I didn't really enjoy Gamescom and EGX was pretty crap. So to be fair... <laughs> Yeah, you, but you didn't go to EGX, did you? Larry's gone quiet. I didn't, no, no. I, I know Callum sent you a message whilst we were there asking if we could find you. Oh, okay, that was good. I was just saying, yeah, I'm, be- I'm behind you. That'll make him neurotic. <laughs> uh, what is your uh, your favourite event to go to, though? Because E3 is pretty much dead. Is there anything like, else at the moment? I, I like the retro ones, really. The retro ones, Play Expo, that's some ones I really go to. I don't really bother with. I don't really like the idea of them to queue up for four hours to play a demo and just wait no. for it to come out on your Xbox for two days later. To be fair, EGX, the, being the, the best thing at EGX this year was Sonic Frontiers. Hmm. Everything else was really bad. 
Ah, yeah, it's just it's a lot of games I've seen already. Look, developers are bringing games to EGX that they'd already released. You and Callum kind of expected that, though, didn't you? We did. We did expect it. I mean, there was a few games. Maze Theory's Peaky Blinders is fantastic. It's probably going to be the best thing on the VR headset going by far. The game's brilliant. Um, Sonic Frontiers is probably the highlight of that entire EGX. Uh, they did bring out... They, we did play Wulong, uh, which was meh. Street Fighter Six, though, surprisingly, didn't really even have... They had computers, but they had no signs whatsoever. <laughs> and oh. there was nobody there from, straight from Capcom to show it off. They just put a couple of PCs in the corner of the room. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> put, P- put PCs in the corner of the room and just be like, eh, you guys do what you want. Yeah, but there was no signs up or anything to say it was Street Fighter 6. The only reason we noticed it is whilst we were recruiting for Wulong, we saw probably playing Street, Fight- Street Fighter 6 in the corner. I was like, hang on a minute. They so didn't even have a sign up. Yeah, they didn't even have a sign up. That's bizarre. EGX is, was terrible, to be honest. It was extremely boring. That um, makes me glad I didn't spend the what would have ended up being 200 quid on getting down there for a weekend. Well, Callum didn't spend that much because I paid for a lot. Yeah, but I'd have, yeah, but I'd have ended up having, I'd have <sighs> having to, uh, Callum drove, I'd have ended up having to get the train. That's true. Well, well no, he said he would drive you down. True, but, well, yeah, but I couldn't make the first two days anyway because of work. Yeah, true. Anyway. Um, before we jump into music, Nintendo is apparently promoting Zelda Tears of the Kingdom at Tokyo Live event this week. Uh, you can snap a promotional statue and link from the Breath of the Wild sequel. Uh, the company's Nintendo Live 2022 event in Tokyo it includes a promotional statue and link, uh, which is currently being exhibited for visitors to take a look at and take photos with. Uh, the statue features Link with an arm outstretched, mutating into a monstrous green form, which is extremely cool. Um, this is likely a core mechanic of the new Zelda, uh, which was recently confirmed for May of next year after some production delays. Uh, in gameplay footage shown in 2021, Tears of the Kingdom clearly sees Link wielding new powers. Uh, Nintendo have apparently uh, patented fi- or filed patents for these abilities, and some are focused on vitality, including the ability to pass upwards through solid objects and to change positions while free-falling. Uh, Nintendo Live is a physical event taking place in Tokyo Live event, uh, which would have happened earlier this month, uh, but some show will be broadcast on YouTube, and you'll be able to find out more details on that soon. Uh, that being said... Uh, Hang on dropped... a minute. Before yeah. you go off that, I'm going to make myself sound like an idiot here, but did you say that this is the that this <laughs> is the sequel to Breath of the Wild? Yes, Tears if of Kingdom. So when did they announce that name? Uh, last Nintendo Direct. Do you not keep an eye on the website, Chloe? Apparently not. I've been too busy <laughs> Oh dear lord. Yeah, Tears of the Kingdom is the sequel to Breath of the Wild. Ah, right. They announced out of the Zelda inspired Nintendo Direct that took place a couple of months ago, like we well, we talked about on this podcast. I which you were on. Yeah, yes. I, I have a memory of a sim, you know this. Yeah, Especially she has, she has a memory of a fish. Yes. Yeah, ah. Yes. Like yeah, that's why people nickname me Dory. <laughs> well, in all in all fairness, they didn't show it on the UK Nintendo channel. Out of no. respect for the Queen, the Queen, the Queen Elizabeth dying, yeah. Oh, please! That they shut down the half the bus service. They closed uh, pubs. They yeah. shut down. They, they literally closed down everything. Like, oh, a ninety-six-year-old woman's died. Let's close down the entire Shy Street. Oh, great yeah. idea. Anyway, uh, this is Coolio, Gangsters Paradise. Rest in peace, dude. We'll see you in just a minute.
valley of the shadow of death I take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left Cause I've been blasting and laughing so long that Even my mama thinks that my mind is gone But I ain't never crossed a man that didn't deserve it Me be treated like a punk, you know that's unheard of You better watch how you're talking and where you're walking Or you and your homies might be lying and chalk I really hate the trip, but I gotta low As they croak, I see myself in the pistol smoke Fool, I'm the kind of cheater little homies Wanna be like on my knees in the night Saying prayers in the street light Situation they got me facing. I can't live a normal life. I was raised by the state, so I gotta be there with the hood team. Too much television watching got me chasing dreams. I'm an educated fool with money on my mind. Got my tin in my hand and a gleam in my eye. I'm a loped out gangster, set tripping banker. And my homies is down, so don't arouse my anger. Fool, death ain't nothing but a heartbeat away. I'm living life to a dire. What can I say? I'm 23 now, but will I live to see 24? The way things is going, I don't know. Welcome back. This is episode 81 of the Talking Games podcast. Uh, we're still here with Larry, buddy. How you doing, man? Hello, I'm still here. Uh, how, how have you been <laughs> since I last spoke to you? Because it's been a while. 
yeah, when uh, it's not too bad. Sort of picking up my life, as it were. You know, falling into pieces, as it were. Normal, yes. nothing, nothing too join, different. Jo- join the club, Larry. Yes. <laughs> you know, we should we should do it. some collabs, mate. I would I would enjoy coming on your channel if you wouldn't mind. Oh, okay, that's right. Start leeching off my popularity. I see. Fucking leech. Hold on a minute. Says the one who's agreed to come on this podcast. Larry's <laughs> <laughs> there, actually doing us a favour, though. He doesn't have to be here. Well, in all fairness, you've got more viewers on your podcast than I've got on mine, so. Yeah. You've got vastly more followers than I have. Oh, well, I've been here long. Six, six, seven thousand. That's all right. Yeah, you've got nearly half a million. I want those numbers. Oh, well, you know, just just, just clickbait like I do, and that'll help. So. I should do more clickbait. I'm not very good at doing clickbait headlines, though. Oh, mind-blowing. That would actually make a good video. Crash course in clickbait. Yeah. <laughs> more, more people need to see that. Um, moving up to movie news this week. Silent Hill director has claimed multiple games are in the works. Apparently, there are several Silent Hill games in development from Konami. Is this really going to be the same, though, considering... Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm all being cancelled. Yeah. Kodak Kojima isn't even there, though. Who the hell is writing it? I don't... I don't yes. Apparently, um, Christoph Gans uh, wrote the script for the new production. He directed the 2006 Silent Hill movie, but he apparently wrote the script for a new game. He said, I know a bit about the next Silent Hill game. I work with the Silent Team, the original creators. I work, you know, work in collaboration with Konami. Uh, the original creators at Konami, there are several games in development as we speak. There are several teams on it. With a big line of games, they will revive the franchise. I think they were really impressed of the success of Resident Evil. They are evidently exceptional games. When the interviewer asked him who is developing the games, Gans replied, it's Konami. There are several games. Uh, VGC apparently reported last February that Konami was planning to revive the long dormant horror game franchise. It's a shame they had to wait till Hideo Kojima left the company before they did yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> and they cancelled PT as well, which looked amazing. I wish they'd actually made that into a game. Uh, according to multiple reports, a Silent Hill 2 remake is understood to be one of the games in active development. Just what we need more remakes. Uh, notably, South Korea's game re- game rating committee rated an announced Silent Hill game called The Short Message. Uh, the game's published listed as Yunania. I can't even pronounce that. A company which regularly publishes Konami games in South Korea. I'm interested. What would be your? Would you be interested in this? Considering there is no Hideo Kojima involved. Uh, well, like I said, the, the American developed Silent Hill games have been a bit eh, to be yeah. honest. I think anything after four hasn't been that great, in my opinion. But it's not been as good. No. The thing is, it's like this seems to have, to me, visions of Disney remaking half of their films years later. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We can have a black pyramid head. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I wouldn't put it past them. But I I just mean more in terms of they're trying to milk something that's kind of already dead in the water by remaking it years later, in the same way Disney have done with half of their classic Because I've realised that pachinko machines aren't making the money they used to in 90% of the planet. So They're they're only popular, really, in Japan as well. 
You can go anywhere in Japan and file a pachinko machine, but they're not they're not exactly anywhere else now. I don't think I've ever seen a pachinko machine outside of Japan. No, I've never seen I've seen one in uh Chinatown in London. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've seen one pachinko machine. I've, I've never seen nobody, one. In, there was nobody uh, on it, but uh, yeah. But there's one there. <laughs> there's one. It's the only time I've ever seen one. Yeah, but um, we're London for you. Pinball machines, aren't we, in the West? That's yeah. what I mm. So it's the thing, you have basically have to basically pour all of these it's it's extremely weird. It's basically like ball bearings, but with pinball. Well, they're really they they're down really hoping they hit. as well. Yeah, it's really it's really weird. It's a really weird game. I don't understand it to be honest. Um, we do know Elle Fanning will star in the Hideo Kojima's next game, though. Uh, she is known as a very popular young actress. She's been in a number of horror movies in the past. Uh, actor Elle Fanning will appear in the next game from Hideo Kojima. Uh, this was teased on Twitter. Uh, since last month's Tokyo Game Show with a darkened image of a mystery woman and the caption, Who Am I? Uh, in that sluice with quit suggests that it could be found in apparent images of the actor with the silhouette. Uh, now, the rumours have been confirmed thanks to a QR code on display at PAX Australia, uh, posted on Twitter by Lance McDonald. It does indeed show element fanning. Uh, Kojima is now teasing a second woman set to appear in the game with another darkened image reading, Where Am I? I love it when he does things like this. Uh, yeah. I believe this could be Market Quali, who started Kojima Productions' debut game, Death Stranding. Uh, this is due to supposedly leaked footage of Kojima's next game, which was reportedly called Overdose and Stars Quali that appeared earlier this year. Uh, Kojima announced, uh, appeared at the Xbox Game Showcase in June uh, to reveal that he's teaming up with Xbox Game Studios. Uh, there is a game I've always wanted to make. It's a completely new game and no one has ever experienced or seen before. I've waited a very long time for the day when I can finally start to create it. I'm interested to see what Hideo Kojima does. How long has it been since the last game he made? It was Death Stranding. Death Stranding. When, when was that out? When did that come out? Was that 2019? Yeah, about that, yeah. But well, so they, had the they had the director's cut last year as well. But Yeah, but they just keep doing that. I think that's yeah, what that's PlayStation is. not a new game, though, is it? <laughs> no, it's not really a new game. But at the same time, he does make some good games. He has had a lot of terrible ones. His next game is just going to be nothing but cutscenes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fit to the next one. That's the only control. 20 hours of cutscene, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Good Omens 2, Season 2, is getting a first look and release window. I've been waiting for this. This thing is on Amazon Prime. It's got David Tennant in it. It is fantastic. It is a great show. Uh, it's back the release window, and a whole new group of characters was announced during the New York City Comic Con. The show will return to Amazon Prime Video in next year, around June, July, uh, with Michael Sheen and, obviously, David Tennant in tow. Uh, mm. after, apparently, the show is about tracking. The next season will be about tracking down the Antichrist and saving the world from the impending apocalypse again. And the Enlightened Jira returns to solve another mystery. Uh, we also know some of the actors who will be returning. Michael Gattis, uh, Neve Walsh, Derek Jacobi, and Reese Shearsmith. Also returning alongside new uh, new characters, including Maggie Service, Shelley Conn, Miranda Richardson, and Quillin. So, so I can't even pronounce that name. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, however, will be absent. A uh, first look at new cast character can be viewed in the article below if you want to go check that out. Uh, Good Omens, though, is one of my favourite shows on uh, on Amazon Prime. Have you managed to see this? No, not yet. I'm, I have to add that to my list, though. I've it watched about half of it. Yeah, I've watched about half of the first series. I'm still waiting for the one with Nick Frost to come back as a ghost hunter. I want a second season of that. What oh, okay. was that one? Uh, there was one about Nick Frost. He's a TV repairman who doubles as a as a ghost hunter at night. 
Have you any idea what it's called? I cannot remember for the life of me because it's been about seven, eight months since I last watched it. I will go look it back up, but it is a great show. Amazon do have great shows on there. They just never seem to revamp them, which is annoying. Yeah, they just do like one season and then just call it quits. Uh, somebody who does remind me of you, Larry, Jack Black. Oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is it the beard? Is it the it's beard the, that gives it away? Yeah, it's the beard. It's the voice as well because he can't. Oh. Oh. Anyway, uh, he showed oh. up the new <laughs> the new Super Mario Bros. movie. Will apparently oh. have music numbers in. Why? Uh, which is, I don't know why they're doing that. Apparently, this is going to be a musical. Oh no! 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 <laughs> no. It's, oh no, because I've already I know we're about to touch on this in a minute. I've already seen one bad thing from this film this week. Right. You don't need to is it you think you know what you're on about. I think you know what I'm on about. I don't we, we don't need to turn a Mario movie into a no. What was the other thing? I don't have any idea what you're on about. <laughs> Chris Pratt. Oh yeah, the voice isn't great, is it? Yeah, yeah. no. He just sounds like a dude. Horrific. <laughs> He's not <laughs> even putting any effort in. He's no, just he's doing not. his own I... voice, isn't he? Where yeah. am I? <laughs> he's not even trying. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. I saw this. I think it was yesterday, and my immediate first reaction, I was nearly going to put it. I was nearly going to say something on Facebook and go, "Please tell me you're including this." In- no, it's not. It's not. It's not a good rendition of Mario, and I'm very uh, disappointed. The yeah. fact that they were hyping this, and the executive producer was like, "It's not like anything you heard before." Yes, it bloody is. It's his yes, voice. Yes, it is. Well, yeah. no, no, no. It's his no, regular no. voice. Actually, wait. The executive producer was right. It's not like anything we've heard before in a Mario game, because it's somebody trying to play Mario who can't speak in an Italian accent. No, and I'm glad he didn't, because that would have been deeply offensive. <laughs> <laughs> True, but this is precisely why as soon as as soon as I first heard this was happening, this is exactly why I just felt like banging my head in. Because I knew this is where it was gonna go and it was going to be terrible. Yeah, that was um that was a focal point. Uh, people that really do not like Chris Pratt's rendition of Mario. Uh, there are other countries that have released uh, their the subtitles for the other countries, the voiceovers for them are remarkably better. I'm going to actually ask Larry to choose which one's best. Uh, but uh, the end, Jack Black's Bowser stole the show, uh, bringing what describes the 80s pro wrestling energy to the classic villain of Bowser. Uh, he was on hand during Comic-Con panel, where he showed off more of his villainous voice sitting on a throne, uh, glowering, glowering down at the audience. He growled lines like, I'm sorry, did I ruin your day into the mic? I'm going to play this. I don't know whether you'll be able to hear it. All right. It's actually pretty good. I will say he is pretty good. Oh, okay. He just sounds like Jack Black, to be honest. But I think he sounds all right. I'm not. He just, he, he just sounds I mean, like uh, Larry. I didn't catch that because I was. Sounds like Jack Black. 
To be yeah. fair, in the trailer, he does he does sound like Bowser, and they've made Bowser look like Jack Black, which is just weird. In fairness, though, in a trailer, like, because they've probably while he's probably while I'm guessing he's done most of the work with his accent, they've probably edited it slightly anyway. Mm. Whereas it, so it does it's sound pretty good. So it's always going to sound slightly different live compared to. Yeah. To be like, to be yeah. fair, I did I do like the fact that he does sound in the trailer. He looks like Bowser. It's vastly better than flipping Chris Pratt's Chris rendition. Pratt. Yeah, that was a. Tra- of, I, of Mario. What, I did not enjoy that at all. I somebody on Twitter posted. I think I can't remember what language it was, but it was. The same thing dubbed in another. It was that. It was Chris Pratt. Well, not Chris Pratt, obviously, but it was Mario in a different language from that film, and that sounds remarkably Italian mm. than a guy who's supposed to be putting on an Italian accent and playing a, an Italian plumber. And I was just like, this is precisely what I. As soon as I first heard about this, this is precisely what I'd expected. Yeah. I'm I'm not I'm not too much of a fan of Chris Pratt, but I will say there is a uh, some better renditions. And Larry, I want you to decide which one's better from your point of view, if you don't mind. Okay. Uh, right. I... So a lot of people have been praising the French rendition of uh, Mario. Have you managed to hear that yet? I have not. No. Okay. Well, that I'm going to play it been, for you. That might okay. have been the one I was thinking of, actually. Right. So this up first is the uh, Brazilian version. Que lugar é esse? Reino dos Cogumelos, lá vamos nós! Okay, you've heard that one, yeah? Yeah, that's, not, that's quite good. Okay, this is the... I think this is, yeah, this is the French version.
pas pour moi. Hi, celui-là, c'est bon, il te fera rien. Tu viens, Marion Royaume champignon, nous voilà To me, I think that sounds exactly like Mario. Yeah. And this is the Italian version. I want to know which one you think is best. dei funghi arriviamo uh, your thoughts I can't even seem to set up the lot too slow quickly now, so because <laughs> my internet's being horrifically so, so I'll leave this one to Larry. <laughs> Although I think it was the French one I'd heard before. I've heard, I've heard all three. I do, in, I did enjoy the French one to be honest. I think it was the French one I'd heard, and then just yeah. beforehand, and then just went, "Why does that sound better than?" Chris Pratt's rendition. Chris Pratt's rendition. <laughs> can we just get the? Yeah, right. I'm wondering if the French actor can speak English because if he can, can we just get him to do the voiceover for the English version, please? <laughs> I want. I want him to do the English version. Uh, your thoughts, though. Which one? Is I don't know. You were talking over all of them when I was trying to listen. So I didn't. Oh, hear all sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like the Brazilian, Brazilian one. Was good. I like the Brazilian one. The French one think... sounds like asterisks in their versions. Yeah. But yeah, they sound alright. Yeah. 
Uh, which one? So you think Brazil's Infra- the best? Brazilian one's the best one, yeah, but they're infinitely better than bloody Chris Pratt. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Chris if Pratt. anyone doesn't know what Chris Pratt sounds like and hasn't seen the trailer, I'll link it down below. In fact, I'll play it now, actually. I finally found it. Now who's going to stop me? What is this place? Do not touch that mushroom, you'll die! Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that one's perfectly fine. Come on, Mario! Mushroom Kingdom, here we come! Yeah, it's it's not great. Chris Pratt's is uh Chris Pratt's rendition is not great. <laughs> It's just like he's tried to. He, it's just like he's decided that Mario isn't Italian he's anymore. Not, he's not a voice actor, is it? I mean, he's all right in the Lego Movie, but yeah, but that's because he, he, he was Chris actor. Pratt in the Lego Movie. Yeah, he's Chris Pratt in the Lego Movie. Him being him not being a voice actor should not change the fact that if you're going to play an Italian, you should probably at least attempt to play. Well, he's a he's, a he's a Bronx. He's from New York, and he originated from Italy. So, so he's got Did more. He? Yeah, he's from the. Isn't it? He wasn't born in Italy. He was born in the Bronx, according yeah. to. Yeah. I thought you were talking about Chris Pratt for a second. No, you're, no, no. <laughs> God knows where he was born. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, it's that's true. I mean, he should have a New York accent, but Chris Pratt's rendition of Mario does not even have that. It's really, but it's a really bad rendition. Yeah. And I'm thankful he didn't try and do an Italian accent because I would have taken offence to that. <laughs> that would just be Bocky nice. Dorky. <laughs> to be fair, you could have played Mario. Yeah, I, I was an English one. Yeah. But then again, if they'd done a British version, I'd have been played by fucking James Corden, wouldn't I? <laughs> 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 right, mate. <laughs> yeah. All right. Do you know I am? I'm fucking Mario. Try and give me a sausage roll. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, anyway. uh, thank you all for joining us. I have been Major. Thank you, Chloe. No problem. And thank. Yeah, no, I'm, not, I'm not Chloe. No, you're not. I have, I, have, I have learned a lot from this podcast. Like, Nintendo's not designed to make games. And... <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo's are not designed to play games on them. Brilliant. We're never, that's another thing. We're never going to let you down on Chloe. Even though that is not what I said at all. <laughs> so now you've just given That is what you said, No, I said that they're not designed to play games of the same calibre as Call of Duty. Yes, but it was funny the first time. Anyway. We could get Call of Duty on the Wii. You could get Call of Duty 4 come out on the Wii. Didn't yeah. it? FIFA's out on the Wii. Card, well, on the, well, on they the, just release the same game every year. Yeah, uh, the new one is terrible. The new sweat this is so boring. I don't all this stuff about hyper motion is exactly the same. It's just cosmetic. It just tells you how far your player has kicked the ball. Do, do you know? I don't. I've done a, an experiment. I bought every single previous version of FIFA on the Xbox One. Yeah. Uh, some it come out. The first one was two, uh, FIFA 15, and I bought yeah. every single one up to FIFA 22. I paid twenty pound, twenty five pounds for the lot. Wow. So yeah, and the new game is ninety. So yeah, yeah. so every yeah, single FIFA, FIFA game, all over yeah, it's like yeah, it's worthless. But even the latest game, I think I pay about 12, 12 pounds. The rest of them like fifty p to a pound. 
Yeah, they always go to the barking bin after like two mm. months. I don't know why people just don't wait until. What, even the latest year? Yeah, they could within within two three months they'll drop down to like two quid and they'll be in the bargain bin. Well, yeah, because the problem. Yeah, but the reason for that is probably because the by the time you get to January, half mm. the players in FIFA, half the players do not correlate with the teams that. Well, no, I mean you can you can switch them, you can move them around in game. Okay. But the thing is, is that all the FIFA. I don't think clear, Chloe gives a, enough of a shit about football to care. So. Yeah, well, <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's a crazy, I mean, you can you can move them around. But the thing is, the people the reason that people stop playing it is because it gets boring. It's like, essentially every game is the same game. Uh-huh. I think the best thing is we could secretly turn off the offside rule in online games and watch people through their, lose their shit. That's the funniest <laughs> thing. There's like 10 of your players sucking their goal and that, kicking the ball in over and over. <laughs> 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 that is so funny. Oh. Oh, but we, will, we will have Larry back on. Hopefully the Christmas uh, episode will be back. Yeah. Well, that'd be good, yes. Honey, hey. uh, I'm see if we can get David back on as well and we'll do a uh, David pitch war. David Craddock, writer. Oh. He's actually mate. He's writing a script for a game right now. He has got a movie coming out next year, which we have something to do with in a Ooh, small nice. way. Uh, well, but, I'm helping promote it. That's my. <laughs> yes, actually, I was going <laughs> to later on. You would get paid. I need to speak to the guys who are actually doing it. But it would be fu- it would be cool if we could have you and David on the Christmas podcast at the same time. Yeah, well, we're trying to get a full team back. So shout out to Bam and Callum. Callum. You need to uh, get your butts back on the podcast. Yeah, stop sleeping in my son's bed and come back on. Tom's <laughs> too busy with his new girlfriend. I don't think we'll be seeing much of him for it. Is this, is it, is it, has your son been stealing dresses lately or something? So, well. <laughs> <laughs> is, this, is this where it's come from? Don't put an even worse image of Callum in my head, please. <laughs> I find that idiot enough of a. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think as long as you don't make eye contact, you're all right. So. <laughs> I find it difficult to make eye contact with a lot of people. <laughs> right, oh. Fine. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm dying. Anyway, <laughs> thank you all for joining us. That has been episode 81. I've been Major. I will see you next week, same time, same place. Uh, take care, guys. Have a good weekend. Bye, bro. It's a talking games podcast. <laughs>